Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Good morning. Well, it's been a great day already, and we're in the end of Acts chapter 27. Um, if someone has asked me one time, they've asked me a, a lot of times on, have you ever been on a cruise? Have you ever been on a cruise? Um, I wouldn't want to be on this cruise that they were on in Acts 27. Anyone in agreement with that? Uh, and now today, uh, we're about to deboard the boat, uh, and they did it very expeditiously how they deboarded the boat. But look at verse number 37. And we were in all the ship, 200 three score and sixteen souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore into the which they were minded. Circle that. They were minded. Just take note of that. Minded, if it were possible to thrust in the ship. And when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea and loosed the rudder bands and hoist up the mainsail to the wind and made toward the shore. 276 people on this boat. Uh, 276 people, they lightened the ship in the morning. They uh, sailed in uncharted waters. They uh, were headed towards land. They uh, came to a place where two seas met, and they were minded. They were minded uh, to take one of them. That was their off-ramp. They pulled up anchor. They uh, hoist the mainsail, and, uh, and, and the wind drove them towards shore, verse 41, and, and falling into a place where two seas met. Two seas met. That may be a little brighter than normal. I'm having a hard time seeing through. If you can just uh, dim that a little bit. Uh, where two seas met, uh, they were uh, uh, there, uh, two bodies of water. They could go one of two different directions. There uh, was two seas met, uh, two off-ramps that they, that they uh, chose from. And in their deciding, they ran the ship aground. Uh, they ran the ship aground. 41, and falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable. You ever meet a Christian that at one time was moving forward for the Lord? The wind of the Holy Spirit was in their sails. They were on a journey with the Lord leading and having a great impact, but now it seems like their Christianity is stuck fast, unmovable, uh, having a hard time uh, going to church, not even uh, showing up at Sunday. They're, they're trying to justify where Sunday morning should be set aside. They're, they're stuck fast. They're uh, unmovable. Um, I, it goes on uh, to, to talk about 41. Look at it. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the fore part was stuck fast, remained uh, unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. Okay, if you've ever had your wife, or if you have ever done, where uh, you have a plate and you drop it and it breaks in pieces, you ever uh, have that? I've done that. Uh, now, that's not what it's talking about here, uh, because the tense here is a continual tense. It would be more like uh, dropping it 
and it breaks, and then picking up the pieces and dropping them again, and it breaks, and uh, then picking up the pieces again and then dropping them, uh, and they break. Hey, that's the tone here. Uh, It's broken in pieces, and it's still breaking in pieces. It's being shattered and uh, ripped apart. And before someone says, well, pastor, I think you may be uh, over-allegorizing this, I think about when Paul talked about Hymenius and Alexander, uh, who concerning the faith were shipwrecked were shipwrecked. And by the way, quite literally, uh, this would have been the place where Paul said, uh, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a a night and a day in the deep. That's in Corinthians. Uh, uh, Back referencing this, I kind of wonder if this was just one time or if he counted this as uh, two times, all that he had to go through. But he said, uh, three times I went through this, a, a night and a day in the deep, and uh, that ship is breaking and shattering. It's run aground. The forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable of the hinder part, uh, broken with the violence uh, of the waves. I, every once in a while, will come across someone that I went to Bible college with and uh, just trying to catch up, or I heard about someone that, uh, and a, a common friend, and I'm, hey, how's, how's, how's he doing? Well, how, how's he doing expecting to to, to hear about a ministry that he started, or uh, a missions endeavor that he did, or uh, being involved in, and, and unfortunately, all too often, uh, you hear recounted how he was stuck fast, uh, remained unmovable, uh, and his ship was wrecked, uh, his boat was broken in pieces. Put down number one, if you will, uh, the reason for the broken pieces, the reason for the broken pieces, and uh, one may, may say, Pastor, I know what that is. I, I, I know the answer to that. Uh, uh, that ship was broken in pieces because of the storm. And let me say this. Their boat wasn't broken. That ship didn't wreck because of the storms. Uh, other boats had successfully gone through those storms. Other boats have uh, navigated those uh, uh, unwrecked uh, in the way. Uh, it's how they approached the storms. Uh, it's the decisions they made in uh, the storms. The chances they took uh, with Uh, the storms. Hey, if your ship wrecks, if your boat breaks, uh, you can't blame the storms because one event happeneth to them all. Uh, Other ships have sailed those waters. Uh, Other ships have uh, gone unwavered by those waves, and, uh, and God sends the rain on the just and on the unjust. We all have storms, and you can't blame Uh, The storms, we all go through them. We all have waves that beat our boats. We all sail through those rough waters. It's not the storms. And let me say this, uh, when someone else says, well, pastor, I know. Uh, Okay, if it's not the storms, then it's the rocks. It has to be the rocks. Uh, And let me say this, uh, their ship didn't wreck. Uh, Their boat wasn't broken because of the rocks. Uh, There was deeper waters they could have sailed through. There was uh, navigable waters in other places. It's how close they were skirting the rocks, uh, taking their boats along the rocks, uh, being so close to the rocks. Uh, it's not the rocks of the world, not the rocks uh, of the world, because there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. We all have, uh, we all face those same temptations. We all have Uh, We all face the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, the world, the flesh, the devil. Uh, It's not the rocks uh, of the world. And uh, God goes on in that verse, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Aren't you glad God is faithful? 
But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but with the temptation also make a way to escape. Boy, there's navigable waters you can sail through. Other ships have made it uh, through those storms. You didn't have to wreck that ship. You didn't uh, have to be broken uh, in pieces. And so what are the reasons that their ship was wrecked, that their boat was battered? Uh, I, I truly believe it's embedded in verse number 39 when it says, when it was day, they knew not the land. They discovered a certain creek of the shore uh, into the which they were minded. They were minded. Boy, they were minded. And then 41, uh, and falling into a place where two seas met. I, I think it's mainly because of their double-mindedness. By two different directions they could go. Uh, two different seas that they could sail through. Uh, and, and by the way, they were double-minded from day one. Remember the start of the voyage in verse uh, 9 when Paul said, uh, sirs, I perceive that this uh, ship is going to be with much hurt. Don't sail. Uh, but then in verse number uh, 11, nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which are spoken by Paul. Hey, they were double-minded from day one. Should we, shouldn't we? Should we, shouldn't we? Uh, and now, uh, not just double-minded from day one uh, in their departure, but also in the decision of their direction. And a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And again, so you don't think it's a reach, uh, two verses before that it says, uh, uh, he that wavereth is like the wave of a sea driven uh, with a wind and tossed, fitting perfectly uh, here. Uh, and in our Christian life, we need to be single focused. Uh, in our Christian life, uh, that dual focus will never work. If thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be filled with light. No man can serve two masters. For either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. So I believe that that boat was wrecked. Uh, those, that boat beaten and shattered and torn apart, uh, much like uh, many Christians who set out to serve God and also make money. Uh, who have one foot in the Word and one foot in the world. They, they, they're double-minded. They, 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 they have that, that dual vision of uh, doing for God and satisfying the flesh, of, uh, of ministry, and then also uh, of, of manna. Uh, 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 how long halt ye between two opinions? Remember when Joshua said that? Uh, if the Lord be God, serve him. If Baal, then serve him. Choose you this day. Choose you this day whom you will serve. People are trying to live their lives uh, in a place where two seas meet, uh, two different directions they could go, uh, trying to have one foot in the Word and uh, one foot in the world. Uh, and don't ever forget, it's not the storms of circumstances that, that battered the boat, that caused their ship to wreck. Uh, it's not the boulders of bitterness. It was their split focus. It was their, their double-mindedness. It was their, their dual vision. And so number one, the reason for the broken pieces. Has everybody got that? Say it with me. The reason for the broken pieces. Put down number two. Uh, notice the reality. The reality of the broken pieces. Let's continue. Verse 41. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the, the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. 42. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners. 
lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea. They're deboarding the boat. Here's where it's at. Uh, uh, cast your, hey, if you can swim, good luck. Uh, they cast themselves into the sea and, uh, and to get to land. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces, circle that. Some on broken pieces, some swam, uh, some floated on boards, uh, and some on broken pieces of the ship. Uh, and so it came to pass that they all, that they escaped all safe to land. The ship shattered. Uh, that boat badly broken uh, in pieces. Yes, some were saved by swimming and some were saved by, by floating on those, those, those boards, but some were saved, some uh, on broken pieces. Well, it means apart from its original purpose. Uh, it means it's detached from, broken off of uh, its original purpose. You see, the wood, its original purpose was to be a part of something bigger, carrying hundreds to safety. Uh, but something's changed. Uh, something changed. It's not uh, part of something bigger now. Uh, it's shattered. It's broken. It's uh, not part of something bigger and more beautiful now. Uh, it, its original purpose was to carry people and carry food and to, to, to carry goods, to be an uh, elegant ship with a purpose. I think about uh, the different kind of boats. Uh, just in this area, uh, the, the, the boats on the Chesapeake, uh, the ships uh, on rivers or oceans and barges on rivers, where there's cruise liners and cargo ships, there's, there's naval ships and crabbing boats, there's, there's tugboats and speedboats, there's uh, ski boats and bass boats, there's uh, fishing boats and barges, but, but understand, each one of them, each one of them is built specifically for a specific purpose, uh, for a little bit differently than maybe another boat is, is built, but uh, there's a specific purpose uh, for them, each boat structured differently uh, for that specific pieces. And now these, for that purpose, now these pieces of wood were uh, originally intended to carry 276 to shore. Uh, it was originally uh, to, to be able to transport 276 to safety, but, but it's broken now. But the ship has shattered, shattered now. It's no longer fulfilling its original purpose. It's no longer exactly what it was uh, uh, designed to be. It's broken now. Surely it can't be useful now. Uh, surely it has to be set aside now. Uh, it's not beautiful uh, anymore. Uh, it once was a big ship. Now it's a broken piece. Once transported uh, people, now it's uh, floating driftwood. It once carried uh, food and supplies, and now it's just a, a splintered piece of wood. Uh, it once fulfilled an original purpose, but now it's a fragmented board. You ever felt like you've been broken? You ever felt like you've missed that specific calling, or uh, maybe you forfeited that, that station with which, uh, well, for which you were created. Yet the thing to notice is, even though it wasn't accomplishing its original purpose, uh, it still had a purpose. Uh, even though it wasn't carrying 270, that, that broken board, that, that, that piece of fragmented board, uh, it wasn't carrying all of that to shore. Uh, it was carrying someone to shore, 
It was still useful, people being saved, and some on broken pieces. It was still useful, uh, uh, some, some being rescued and some on broken pieces. Uh, it was still useful, uh, 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 people being hauled to safety and some on broken pieces. Can I explain with three phrases? Quickly, just write them down if you will. Uh, if you've ever felt broken, if you've ever felt like you're apart from uh, your original purpose, what God had uh, built you, created you, called you uh, to do, you feel like you've forfeited that calling, you feel like you're, you're beyond that, that original purpose. But number one, if you will, every one of us was created for a specific purpose. Write it down. Uh, every one of us was created for a specific purpose. Now, don't misunderstand. Uh, we're all created for a general purpose, and that's glorifying God. A general purpose, that's pointing people to God's glory, uh, but uh, every one of us were also created for a specific purpose, a specific calling, or a station uh, in life. I, I think about uh, Adam, who was created to, to tend the garden, to dress it, and to keep it, but he's not fulfilling his original purpose anymore. Is anybody with me on this? Uh, Esther, uh, who knoweth that, that thou art coming to the kingdom for such a time as this? Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I, I sanctified thee, I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. There was a specific purpose, uh, Adam and Esther and, uh, and Jeremiah. Uh, John the Baptist in Malachi chapter 4, uh, 400 years before he stepped on the scene, uh, God said, I'm going to raise up one, uh, raise up one, but the spirit of Elijah, uh, he's going to be the forerunner of Christ. Uh, John the Baptist was even filled with the Holy Spirit uh, from his mother's womb. Don't miss this. Every one of us have been created for a specific purpose. Would you agree with that? Put down number two. None of us have fully fulfilled that original purpose. Every one of us created for a specific purpose, a station, a uh, calling in life. Uh, none of us have fully fulfilled that specific purpose. I think about Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Again, general purpose, glorifying God. Specific purpose, what's that calling? What's that uh, station? For me, it's pastoring. Uh, for me, it's, uh, it's serving God's people. But, but all of us have a calling and a station specifically. None of us have fully fulfilled that purpose. You see, sin wrecks our lives. Sin splinters our ships. It, it breaks up our boats. I think about Romans 3.10, every one of us created for a purpose. None of us have fulfilled exactly uh, that, that, that purpose. Romans 3.10, there is none righteous, no, not one. I, I like how airtidy makes it here. There's none righteous, not even you, not even you. I, I, I love that. No, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh that for God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. Every one of us was created for a specific purpose. Uh, uh, none of us have fully fulfilled that specific purpose. Put down number three, but all of us are still useful to God. 
But all of us can still be used for God's glory. All of us can still fulfill something that God has for us to do. And again, we still have a general purpose, and that's glorifying God. Glorifying God. The specific purpose, the specific purpose, you may feel like you've missed your station. You may feel like you've forfeited your calling. You may feel like you've ripped apart from being a beautiful boat, but you still have a purpose in life. Every one of us created for one. None of us have fully fulfilled all of one, but all of us, all of us, I think about Romans 12 when it talks about the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for our lives. The good uh, and acceptable, uh, and the perfect will uh, of God for our lives. You've heard me use the illustration several times recently uh, about our GPS when you punch in that destination and it says uh, the quickest route, the quickest route, uh, avoiding tolls. And I don't care about the, you put me through that. Anyway, uh, the quickest route. Uh, and, and how many of us have ever blown past a turn that we were supposed to take? Anybody here besides me? Uh, okay, uh, almost every day. I blow past a turn I was supposed to take. Uh, and, and then uh, instead of berating and instead of demeaning and stupid, you should have taken that turn. Now you're lost. Now you have no hope. You can't get there from here. No, it's recalculating. It's recalculating. Uh, you have, may have uh, 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 miss that best route. Okay, the best route, uh, you've already passed by that, but you still have a route to get to that destination. Uh, you may have missed that, that perfect path that long been left, but, but it's in the rear of your mirror, but there's still a path for you to take. Oh yes, uh, you may have uh, feel like you've, uh, you're, you're beyond that ideal uh, direction and that uh, original purpose, but God still has a plan for you. Do you believe it? Well, I think about David. Uh, David, who broke his boat, uh, his ship was wrecked when he slept with Bathsheba, and then he murdered uh, Uriah the Hittite, but God still used him to pen some of the most beautiful psalms after his ship had wrecked, uh, after uh, he was a broken piece. I, I think about Moses, uh, who was a broken piece that that, that killed that Egyptian, that, that rushed God's will, that uh, insisted upon, I have to do it now, I'm not going to wait. Uh, and he was adrift for 40 years on the backside of a desert, but God still used him to deliver 1.5 million Jews even after his ship was shattered, even after uh, his boat was badly broken. I think about Rahab the harlot. How'd you like to have that name? Uh, anyway, uh, Rahab the harlot, that nickname. Uh, uh, she was a broken piece, to say the least, but she was still used by God. She was still used by God uh, to, to help Israel go into Canaan, to, to help those spies spy out the land. God used her in a great way, uh, even after she... God never intended her to be a harlot. God never intended David to sleep with Bathsheba and uh, murder Uriah. But God's grace, God's mercy, even after, uh, even after she earned that nickname, God still used her. And some on broken pieces. And some on broken pieces. Okay, they're apart from, from their original plan, but God still has a plan. 
Oh yes, they may have missed that, that perfect path, that, that quickest route, that, that ideal road, but God still has a path. He still has a purpose. He still has a will for your life. Are you talking about someone whose ship was shattered? How about the maniac of the Gadareans? Remember him? You talk about a guy that just uh, literally, uh, his boat was ripped apart. Uh, when Jesus came into the country of the Gadareans, when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs. He's living in cemeteries. A, a man with an unclean spirit, he's demon-possessed, uh, who had his dwelling among the tombs. No man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that, uh, he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, uh, and the fetters broken in pieces, uh, neither could any man tame him. Uh, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. You talk about uh, someone whose boat was ripped apart, uh, someone whose ship was wrecked. This guy, this guy was a stark, raving lunatic, definitely a broken boat. But God's grace, by reached down, God's grace uh, lifted up, uh, God's grace turned him around, uh, even to the point the next time we see him, he was clothed at the feet of Jesus, worshiping and in his right mind. Uh, I think about when uh, the community was pushing Christ and the disciples to leave, wait, to leave, wait, uh, leave our coast. They, they prayed him to leave their coast. Uh, he told that, that um, uh, maniac of Gadara uh, to, to go home to your friends and family and tell them what great things God had done for you. What, what is interesting to me is there was a time where Christ was gone, and then uh, after a time, he came back to that same shore uh, and when he came back, they weren't saying, hey, depart from our coast, we don't want you here. Uh, there was a whole lot of people that were welcoming Christ, uh, that were uh, drawing close to Christ. And uh, I propose it was because so many got saved and, and some on broken pieces. Remember the Samaritan woman? It wasn't God's will for her to have uh, 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 five, been married five times and the guy that I'm with now I'm not even married to. Remember that? John 4, uh, five times, and five times, and the one I'm with now, not even married. John just uh, immorally uh, sleeping with, and uh, that wasn't God's in, uh, original plan. But then when she came to Christ, she must have felt like she was nothing but a broken piece. But I love how she went into town, and uh, almost the entire town came to the Lord Jesus Christ, heard the gospel, uh, and drew closer to Christ. What's interesting to me is, the disciples had just come from that same town. Uh, they went to get lunch, and they came back, not one person saved, not one person helped, not one person did they bring back with them, but this Samaritan woman, a psychiatrist, well, uh, when, when she came to Christ, she went into town, and almost the entire town came to the Lord Jesus Christ, and some on broken pieces. Paul killed Christians, a broken piece, after which God used him to pen some 14 books of the Bible. Uh, Simon Peter denied Christ three times, broken peace. Uh, and after which uh, God used him to preach Pentecost, 3,000 people uh, saved. David wrote the Psalms after that immorality. And uh, Moses led Israel after he committed murder. And uh, Rahab delivered uh, Joshua and Caleb after, after she was tagged with that nickname, Rahab the harlot, and some on broken pieces.
Does anybody remember the story, uh, the historical account of Jonah? Uh, God called him. Uh, his original purpose, specific station, specific calling was uh, go to Nineveh, uh, go to Nineveh and preach the word. Go to Nineveh, and uh, and Jonah went the exact opposite direction. Uh, he went down to Joppa. He got on a ship uh, to go to Tar. He uh, went down the bottom of the ship, and uh, the storm of his life was raging. They ended up identifying that broken piece, uh, that broken piece, and uh, Jonah identified it. Boy, it's because of me. They threw him overboard, and he was swallowed whole by a great fish, by a whale, uh, by a whale, by a great fish, which begs the question, uh, when we eat raw fish at sushi, what do you call it when fish eat a raw person? Anyway, uh, and so uh, that whale swallowed him. For three days, he was in that belly of the whale uh, until the whale ended up, uh, uh, Jonah, get it right with God, belly of the whale, uh, Jonah, uh, drawing close to God, belly of the whale. Uh, and then that whale regurgitated him on that shore. Uh, can you imagine what Jonah must have looked like? His hair bleached, uh, his skin scarred, uh, uh, his, his smelling uh, of stomach acid and smelling of fresh fish. And uh, that, that, that whole town, though, turning to the Lord and some on broken pieces and some on broken pieces. You may have given up on yourself. God has not given up on you. Others may have given up on you. God has never given up on you, and some on broken pieces. God can still use you. Uh, oh yes, I understand your reach may be reduced, your destination may be diminished, your capacity may be minimized, your, your plan, purpose may be decreased. You may not be able to carry 276 to safety, uh, being a part of uh, something bigger than uh, 276 to safety, but you can carry that one and some and some on broken pieces. If I was going to go ahead and give you a last point, and I have time, so I will, uh, it would be this. Put down number three. We saw first the reason for uh, broken pieces, and then we saw the reality of we're all broken pieces. Would anybody agree with that? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, the truth is not in us. Uh, Paul in Romans 7 talking about uh, that's what, that would, which I would, I don't do, that which I uh, don't want to do, I end up doing. Uh, oh, wretched man that I am, Isaiah, woe is me. Uh, woe is me. I'm unclean. I, I dwell among a people that are, that are unclean. I, I'm undone. Woe is me. Boy, we're all broken pieces, and I think the thing that sets us on the shelf quicker than anything else is thinking that we're not, is thinking that we're not. And so uh, the reason for them, it's not the, the rocks, it's not the storm, it's, uh, it's the fact that they were double-minded, they were double-minded. And then the reality of them, uh, the reality of them, all of us are, to an extent, a, a broken piece, a, a boat that has been uh, badly uh, uh, beaten, but then the result from them, uh, the result from them, and I don't want you to miss this, the result from them, uh, the result from God using a Paul and God using a Rahab and uh, God using a David and uh, God using these people uh, is so that he would get all the praise, so that he would get all the glory, and so that he would get all the honor. Uh, I've talked about that home run derby where 
They brought in a replica of Babe Ruth's bat, longer, heavier, out of balance, where uh, most of the heavy hitters today will have uh, scientifically uh, designed their bats specifically, the length, the weight, uh, the balance. Uh, and they had these guys that were doing batting practice just say, hey, take a couple swings with this, take a couple swings with this, and they would foul off the ball, they would hit a dribbler down the line, they could barely get it out of the infield. That's a piece of junk, that's a piece of junk. I can't believe anyone would, would, would want to use that bat. And the, the guy that that, that offered it to them said, would, would it surprise you if I told you this is an exact replica of the bat that Babe Ruth used to set the home run record? The exact replica of the bat that Babe Ruth used to hit all of those, that sultan of swat, hit all of those home runs. They didn't change their mind about the bat. The bat was still a piece of junk. Is anybody with me on this? That bat was still uh, disproportionate. It wasn't weight. It weighted properly. Too long, too heavy. Uh, they didn't change their mind about the bat. They elevated their view of George Herman Ruth, Babe Ruth. What a baseball player he must have been. Uh, when it's a tied score in the bottom of the ninth, and God steps up two outs to be the last batter at the plate, uh, he goes to the the, the bat rack and pulls off the bat rack. There are no perfectly weighted bats for him to choose from. There are no perfectly, uh, never been marred, never been scarred. Uh, he only has crooked sticks to choose from. Uh, and he picks up that crooked stick that's nearest to him, goes to the plate, and he wins the game every single time. Because it's not about us. It's never been about us. And when we get this idea, that pride, that pride, look at me, that pharisaical, I'm doing this, it comes along with criticism and judgment. I can't believe they're, they're not like, they're not as good as. Everyone else is a crooked stick, not me. Why we miss the reason, the result, the reality and the result, the result of God using a crooked stick like David, like Paul, like Simon Peter, like the maniac of Gadara, like that Samaritan woman, the reason, the reason, the result of God using them. There was a dad that uh, was in his living room doing some work at home, and his uh, four-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, four-year-old, maybe five-year-old boy kept saying, Dad, let's go out and play. Dad, let's go out and play. Dad, let's go out and play. Uh, and he pulled the dad move. He said, uh, got a uh, puzzle off the shelf and said, uh, when you finish this puzzle, it was a puzzle uh, of the entire world, a five-year-old, six-year-old, however old that boy was. Uh, when you finish that puzzle, man, I, I'm going to have plenty of time to work. He's never finishing that. Uh, I'll be able to work all day long. Uh, and, and when you finish that puzzle, then, then I'll go out and we'll play catch. I'll go out and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, uh, go, to the, go to the park. Uh, and shockingly, it was only a couple minutes later, the boy came back and said, I, I finished the puzzle. I finished the puzzle. And, and the dad said, uh, show me. How in the world did you finish the puzzle? You don't even know where the, the continents and the states are. And, uh, and, and the little boy said, yeah, I, I didn't know how to do that. But on the backside, there was a picture of a person. And I did know where the ear goes. I did know where the, the nose goes. I, I did know where the, the chin and the shoulder 
I was able to put that puzzle together, not focusing on getting 276 people ashore, when I focused on the one, the one, the one I could impact, the one I could witness to, the one I could encourage, the one I could bless, and it's also noteworthy that when we reconstruct the one, one at a time, on the back side of that puzzle, we're also putting the world back together, one person at a time. You say, Pastor, I'm not really sure I'm buying everything you're talking about. God using broken things. God using broken things. Uh, my mind goes back to that upper room where he took the bread, he broke it. He broke it. This is my body, which is broken for you. You say, well, pastor, it's not the same. He never committed sin. I get that. It's not the same. He never committed sin. I get that. But, but he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God Amen. in him. Boy, God uses broken things. Uh, he uses crooked sticks. Uh, I'm so glad that that when we feel like, we, we feel like God could never use me. Everyone is giving up on me. I'm so glad that where sin doth abound, grace doth much more abound. If you've never trusted Christ, if you've never experienced God's grace for salvation, what he did on the cross, the nails, the scourging, the crown of thorns, uh, what he did on the cross when the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Uh, it's simply by faith, receiving him by faith, putting your hope and trust in the gospel, what Jesus Christ did. And God used that broken piece incredibly for our salvation. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.